Hi everyone and welcome to this special edition of the Skills Pod in which we discuss top tips for independent study. I'm Emma, I'm one of the Academic Skills Advisors here at the University of Chester and in this special episode I'm joined by my colleagues Liz, Tony, Lisa, Sharon, Laura, Craig and Michaela. Okay guys, so um, question to get us started, what do you use as an encouragement to get things done? One of the things that gets me to get things done is having a list. It's the best motivator for me. If I know yeah. I can tick, tick things off, I'll be like, okay, I'm more likely to do it. Um, so I think maybe having the process of having it written down, but having the satisfaction of being able to tick stuff off also is quite, for me, is a useful thing to be able to do. Yeah, I totally agree. I like lists and it's that thing of breaking it down, isn't it? Like. I've got a 3000 word essay to write, break that down into small chunks that makes it more manageable and you can tick things off as you go. So it's more kind of like rewarding because you can see your progress. And I also like to do um, like a weekly to do list and then also like a daily to do list as well. So kind of breaking it down even more. So, yeah, I'm with you, Lisa. I can't do lists. They really stress me out and make me over anxious. So the only way I can do a list is if I then doodle next to it to make it less of a you haven't done this, sort your life out and more of a oh, it'd be great to do this. Let's not be harsh about it. But I tend to use um, timers and give myself one thing to do in 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. Variation on the Pomodoro technique. I quite like that. Yeah, that's, that's quite a mix, mix of those things. I like to mix it like hard tasks or tasks I don't want to do with them things I do want to do. See what I mean? So I, if there's something that I really don't want to do, I try and get that out out the way and done and then do two things that I don't mind doing or quite like doing as like a treat. Probably not the best treat, but a treat for doing <laughs> doing the hard thing and break it up like that. I think if there's all for do a to-do list and it's got all the hard stuff at the start. Uh, a bit like Liz, I look at the list and just feel like this is the worst list I've ever seen. I'll just close that page and and ignore the fact that it's there so I try and mix it up with good good stuff and harder or more, more long-term stuff for me as well it's important to think about why I'm doing it so like what is the end goal and why have I actually what do I need to achieve and why do I want to achieve it um you know and, and thinking nobody likes to tidy things but thinking okay but once it's done and everything's nice and clean I can sit down and like you say kind of create give yourself a bit of a reward of sitting down and reading for a bit or doing something that you enjoy doing means that actually it becomes a reason to do it rather than just having to do it. I have to set like short term deadlines for myself. So like I'll say, okay, it's uh, 20 to three now. So by half past two, half past three, sorry, helps you can tell the time. By half past <laughs> two, I'll have um, got this thing done, you know, like a part of the bigger picture of what I need to get done. So it's almost like it's, it's similar to what other people have said, it's breaking up the time, but I have to have like a time cut off for myself. Otherwise, there's no chance of getting it done. I think mm -hmm. I'm very much like Craig in that um, I like to give myself a little treat, but it tends not to be something easier on the list. I'll have a coffee and a sit down or something like that. But I'm not allowed to do that until I finish whatever it is on my list. Then I suppose I might do something easier on the list. But yeah, it's got to be something a bit more tangible for me. <laughs> or a jelly baby when I've read the end of a piece of um, a journal article or something like that. I think for me, the same as everyone else, I do like to break down a task and give them a reward, but also kind of think of like future Tony, 
you know, so the idea of, you know, if I do more today, there's less for Tony tomorrow to do. Um, so when you are in a role, I was just trying to just get it done. Um, and then I can do something a bit more fun uh, the next day or in the future for future Tony. Too many Tonys. I was going to say I might just start calling future Tony, like past Tony was really annoying yesterday, future Tony, <laughs> <laughs> present Tony. <laughs> and then the second question, um, do you need silence to be able to concentrate or can you listen to music? So I'm taking your reading, but I guess we can open that up to um, and, and kind of do whatever, whatever task it is that you're doing. So I always have music on in the background because I find it motivates me. And dance breaks are fun. 18 year old me would be horrified at current me thinking about past and future people. Um, I used to listen to really loud music when I was studying and I sort of fooled myself that it worked. I mean, it, it sort of worked. But now I, I don't know, I feel like I have to have silence and I just just like being in the library with a quiet with the occasional turning of pages and things. And that makes life much easier for me nowadays. I'm old now, though. I think I'm a bit of a mixture when it comes to to this really because I like often I'll start like needing to work in silence to try and get some initial thoughts down um and then I think when I start like doing the thing that I've planned or working through it then I'm like oh no if I mean I'll get distracted by whatever's going on around me so when I actually need to kind of try and get something done I will I will put some music on, which is exactly what I did earlier when I was trying to, interestingly, plan a planning resource. And I was like, I've I've got my initial thoughts, but now I need to actually get it done. Um, so I put my headphones on and put some rather loud music on. Um, yeah, it's nothing. It's not. It's never quite sort of chilled out, relaxing music. It's always quite probably quite loud, aggressive music. It's funny you should say that, Lisa, because there's been quite a lot of research on this. And I think overall they recommend silence is probably better. But if you like to have music on, then apparently the most productive music is like the music, background music from Mario Karts and stuff like that. So that's better than classical music or sort of rock music or pop music. It's Mario music. <laughs> you can listen to that for more than 30 seconds. Well, for me, I always listen to um, instrumentals or music scores um, from films and that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, why read or write an essay when you can write one like a superhero or feel like a superhero? Um, so that's always mine. I have a, a writing playlist, which is all entirely uh, movie scores. Um, yeah, that's usually what I do. Yeah, quite different to that because I know we spoke before too about like classical music and stuff like that. But I found when I put like film scores on, then I just get the urge to then watch that film. So say if it's like the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, and then the main theme tune comes on, I'm like, oh, I could just put the film on, couldn't I? And then it, then you get distracted thinking about the film. Um, so yeah, I try. I try. I, I, I think for me, quieter music is is easier. But yeah, maybe it's something that that I'm not familiar with rather than stuff that I get get distracted by in that way mine depends on the time of day as well as the mood i'm in so i listen to quite a lot of podcasts later in the evening and i tend to be able to concentrate then but a lot of the time during the day i'll be listening to music and i kind of go from 
lots of 70s and 80s stuff to loads of film scores to dodgy hair metal and whatever. So it kind of varies a little bit, but it depends what mood I'm in. I, there's nothing like listening to some heavy rock straight after lunch if you're feeling a little bit sleepy. I think I need like the optimum amount of noise. Like I need a bit of bustle. I think like Sharon said before, like a bit of back, you know, like the library when there's people moving about and people turning pages. Like if it's complete silence, I find that too intense. Just a nice bit of background. Bustle is nice. And then occasionally if I need to get something started, I'll put like Tony, I'll put something like quite epic on like succession theme tune or something like that to like, you know, think, right, time for business. Let's get, let's get to it. And I'll have to turn it off when I really need to concentrate once I'm, once I'm off. And I can turn it off then, but nothing with words. I can't, I can't, pro- I can't like focus on anything that's word involved, you know, that's like word based and have lyrics in my ears at the same time. I just can't, I don't know, I can't cope with that. <clears throat> You've just reminded me, Laura, sometimes I've used apps where you have white noise, so the like, background in a cafe or birds singing or the beach or rain or something, and those can be quite helpful if you really hate the silence or just want to drown an annoying flatmate out or something like that or a work colleague. No, sorry, that sounds <laughs> Um, it's usually my husband to be honest he works in the same room as me Um, so yes using an app white noise app could be quite useful Um, yeah so for me I usually have music on whenever I am working Um, obviously when I'm working with numbers Mambo number five is probably not my go-to because (laughs) that is you know a little bit distracting but typically I would usually have some kind of um, some kind of music on in the background because for me that helps to not necessarily think about the intermediate steps that I'm doing and not overthink my work because I've got that slight distraction in the background that means that I can really focus on kind of the smaller elements that I'm doing um, rather than like I say kind of overthinking what I'm doing is just to kind of let it naturally flow um, so that's typically why I would have music on, um, obviously not to drown out my colleagues and like some members of our team. <laughs> I quite like the office conversation. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, for me, having that, like I say, slight distraction um, stops me from from getting inside my own head and, and overthinking things. Um, so for me, that's why I like to have something um, on so that I can listen to it get a little bit kind of like I say distracted is possibly the wrong word but not like not get inside my own head too much um, and just let kind of ideas um, or processes come through. So thank you for listening to this special edition of the skills pod where we discussed top tips for independent study. Bye everybody listen to our next episode. Bye! Bye. Bye. Hi there, if you're a University of Chester student, these are ways that you can access support from your academic skills team. You can find our online resources through our green training and skills tile tab on Moodle. You can access support via our feed forward email assistance service by emailing ask at chester.ac.uk. You can send up to 750 words or three paragraphs to us and we'll provide you with written, generic and developmental feedback. You can also book a one-to-one appointment with our advisors from our maths and stats team and also our literacy team. You can have as many as you need throughout your academic year. And these last for around about 30 minutes. 
And similar to the Feed Forward service, we can offer you developmental advice and feedback on your assignments or any other issues such as referencing or planning, for example. We also offer Ask Together Skills with Friends bespoke sessions for groups. So if you and your course mates or some of your friends are unsure on epidemic skills, such as referencing, paraphrasing, critical thinking, you can book a session with an advisor. You can do this via our online booking form. Ask. Supporting your success.